My name is Richard Myers, and this is my story. My wife Ruth and I began attending Lakeland in 2013. Our church of many years had folded because of financial reasons. We were looking for a church in Lee Summit. I had become friends with Garrett Leahy during our time teaching biology at Lee Summit High School. When I heard Garrett was a pastor at Lakeland, we decided to give it a try. Within months, we were serving on the greeting and communion teams. We participated in several small groups and helped out at the 2020 and One Life dinner events. We made good friends at Lakeland. It has been our church home for eight years. Then the unthinkable happened, COVID-19. We suddenly were isolated and couldn't go to church. We were unsure how to react to a global pandemic, just like all of you. We watched church online for a year and slowly became accustomed to the situation. And my wife didn't mind it as much because she didn't have to set the alarm and could stay in her sweats all day. So. But, and that's a good thing, sometimes. But as soon as the vaccination became available, we received our shots. We decided to come back to church the Sunday after Easter. Online church is a great option, and we were blessed to have this opportunity. Years ago, that opportunity could not have been available. However, we soon realized after coming back, there's simply nothing like a live church service. The music sounds better. The sermon is much easier to understand because you're more engaged. And it's awesome, the most awesome, to see your friends you haven't seen in over a year. Also, there's no substitute, no substitute for taking the Lord's Supper in person. We're glad to be back and happy to be back. I'm Richard Myers, and this is my story. I had a similar experience. Uh, you know, it was like a Thursday when the county just suddenly sprung it. There's a weird virus going around. All the churches are closed. So we had just three days to figure out what do we do? Can't meet. So we figured out how to record services um, and, and, brought, and, and then post them. So back then they're recorded. They weren't live like they are this morning. And, uh, which created a weird situation where I could stay home in my pajamas and watch myself preach. <laughs> but I was sitting there in my pajamas, got the blanket on, my wife's slinging pancakes off the stove. I'm like, oh, wow, pancakes while we worship. I could get used to this. This is all right. For a few weeks. Then I started to miss you guys. So I started getting on the phone. I called as many of you as I could. I'm sorry I couldn't call everybody, but um, called as many as I could. And um, I, I pretty well held it together for, for most everyone. Uh, but I, I, would want, I was weeping during almost all the phone calls. Just the sound of your voice, how much I missed you. I'd just kind of hold the phone like this. Uh, James Amos got me, and I totally did the ugly cry for him. But uh, <laughs> I think I held it for the rest. And then the church reopened in a limited way, masked and distanced and everything in June. But a lot of the staff still work from home. No volunteer folk came up here. And so I would come up in my office and, and walk through an empty building, come up here, practice message for an empty sanctuary, walk back through an empty building. And I remember thinking, you know, sometimes when you're a pastor, you think, uh, if I wasn't getting a paycheck for church, would I go? You know, <laughs> and um, I was like, well, because you guys were so faithful 
We didn't have to worry about, you know, well, we have to close the doors. Well, we have to reduce staff. We didn't have any of those worries. You were so faithful. So the paycheck, everything was great. But still, I was completely unsatisfied because we weren't doing ministry. Our mission is to build a community of authentic followers of Jesus Christ. And a big empty building and cameras and recorded messages, that ain't community. And so I I thought that was a good test. I was like, no, this is not what I signed up for. This is not what it's all about. Uh, Hebrews chapter 10, verse 25, took on new life. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. And then we had Zoom, right? Zoom work, Zoom church, Zoom small groups. Um, It's better than nothing, but there's, I don't know, I could just feel my soul being sucked out every time I had another Zoom meeting. It's just, it's like watching baseball on TV versus watching baseball in the stadium. It's a totally different experience. Well, I don't even care for baseball that much, but when I'm in the stadium, I love baseball. The crack of the bat and the the sound of the echo of the speakers and the energy of the people and the smell of the dirt. I'm really, really into it. If you've not taken your kids to see a a game at Kauffman Stadium, you got to do that this summer. My dad would do that with us every summer and just loved it. And, And there's nothing quite like it. So much of our life is slipping away into these digital spaces. School, Ben was talking about that, uh, datings, uh, dating, uh, the arts. When's the last time you got to see a live concert, a live play or perform? I go on all my favorite bands' websites. No shows scheduled at this time. Oh. We're learning that physical space and presence does matter, and it matters here in church too. I've got all kinds of powers here listed of the power of presence. Um, I'll start on the bottom shelf and we'll work our way up to the top shelf. Down there on the bottom is your presence makes the preaching of the word better. It just does. It's probably not right, but it just does. In the same way that athletes play better when there's uh, people in the stands, I preach better when there's people in the room. Um, But it's not just the athlete energy thing. Also, you bring an accountability to preaching that makes the content of the preaching better. Okay, here's how it works. This is why radio ministers are a lot of times real nasty and mean because all they have to do is preach to a microphone and they can kind of say anything. But I preach to you, to my brothers and sisters. And I'll tell you, sometimes some things make it onto this paper that are nasty and, and mean. And I practice it through the week and the Holy Spirit can cross out a few of them for me. But some of them survive all the way to Sunday. And then, but when I'm up here and I see your faces and I think about your lives and what you have been through, um, the Spirit will speak in that moment and say, now that line there is not, you can't say that. That's not appropriate. And the folks back in the booth can tell you, sometimes he skips lines and paragraphs. It's, it's all of us together making the preaching better with presence, making the purifying the proclamation of the word. Thank you for that. Presence makes us a less extreme and less polarized community. Most dangerous thing facing America right now is polarization. And, uh, but our presence helps uh, dampen those effects because uh, without presence, what are we to each other? A bunch of profile pictures and Twitter handles. 
But when we come here, then we are together. So through the week, you know, someone may have attitudes about adoption or attitudes about ex-convicts or attitudes about those who serve in the armed forces or attitudes about immigrants from other countries. But when you come here in the presence, now you're my brother and sister and you have a story about the adoption and, and you, my brother or sister, are the ex-convict. Uh, you have served in the armed forces. You, my brother and sister, have immigrated here from another place. And suddenly, it just all kind of comes back to the middle, to that place where God is. And all those extreme polarized views, just they just don't fit. That's, that's the power of presence. Presence lets our children see real life. Because don't you know that real life is not about sitting and watching things happen on a screen somewhere else. Real life is about service and serving one another. When you, when you come in and you're you know, shining the glass and sweeping the stairs, as I saw uh, people doing this morning, the facility prep team started up again last week. A lot of people will bring their kids to do that with them. Your kids see that's what it's about. Even if you're walking in and you pick up a can somebody left in our parking lot and throw it away, your kids see that service to community. Kids see conversation. That's what life's really about. I know the kids gripe when you're out in the lobby. Like, why do you have to talk to everybody? I just want to go home. But um, they see that that's really what life's about. How are you? How are you doing? How's your mom? How's your work? Um, How can I pray for you? The kids see that and they know that that really is what life's about. I remember one time somebody here got a bad diagnosis and everybody said, let's gather together and pray in the prayer circle. So there y'all were gathered in the prayer circle. And my son asked, what are are they doing? And I said, well, somebody there is sick. And so everyone's gathered together to pray. And I was uh, so grateful and so proud that he got to see that because that's that's what life's about and that's presence presence lets god use us in chance encounters i can't tell you the number of times walking down this aisle somebody asked me how are you doing and i decided well i'll just tell the truth i'm about rung straight through might as well just tell the truth about how i'm doing and they said something that ministered to me how many times has that happened to you you asked somebody how they were doing and they told you the truth and you got to bring them a word of comfort and encouragement and uh They thought they came for worship and singing, but they really came to talk to you in the lobby and tell the truth. That's God using chance encounters. That's just not going to happen on the live stream. I mean, I guess it could, but you're making God work so hard. He has to have the Amazon guy walk in your house with your package and you ask how you're doing. I mean, he can do anything, but uh, you're really putting him to the test. Presence keeps us focused on God and resisting the devil's distractions. Here's something I did observe many times during the lockdown. Just like your family, my family is going through stuff all the time. Um, Kids, you know, having difficulties, uh, questions about things, wife and I contending with different things. And I I can tell you that very, very often in the live stream, back during the lockdown, right when... Dan or Marta or Adam would be saying something that spoke directly to what my kids had been asking or what my family had been going through. Right when Chris or Ben between worship songs would say something that I thought, that's, that's perfect. I'd look over and that'd be the moment that someone was talking over it asking for more syrup. That was the moment someone was getting up going to the bathroom. That was the moment someone was down on their phone answering a text or fiddling with a blanket or fighting over a pillow or playing a video game. You think our enemy, the devil, isn't in all of that? To bring a distraction at just the right moment? 
presence keeps our church from being just another consumer product. So right now, everything's built for our mission to build a community of authentic followers of Jesus Christ. Everything's built around how can we get people together, interweave our lives together because that's where the Holy Spirit is and the power of God is and, and those miracles begin to happen. We weren't just going on a men's camping trip. We were getting to know each other. And even on the men's camping trip, people are starting to ask, so what about life and God? But, you get this down where it's just a live stream and all of a sudden it starts, everything starts becoming more about those cameras and more about this lighting and more about how the stage looks and how's this person dressed. And, and frankly, you could get someone up here who's more camera friendly. <laughs> if, it was, if it was all about the cameras. And if you don't need the other gifts that I bring to ministry, you could do a lot better um, if that's what it's all about. Presence, here's one you might not have thought of. Presence makes new people to the faith more comfortable. So right now, there may be some new folks who are checking us out on live stream. Make sure it's not weird. Church is a scary place to go sometimes. And uh, I'm glad that you're doing that. But the truth is, they can't be known back if they're not here. So eventually, they're going to have to come here to be a part of the community and part of what God's doing. And I'll tell you, when that happens, they don't want to stick out. They don't want to stick out as the new person, especially if they're a young person, especially, especially if they're a teenager. Uh, just only think about yourself. How would you feel if you were trying something new and you went there and then there's like nine people and all heads turn and there you are. It's like going when you go to a diner in a small town. Strangers. Nobody likes to feel like that. So your presence actually creates a social camouflage that lets people feel at ease. It also validates the message of Christ because it says to them, I know you're scared to come here, but look, lots of people do this. Lots of people come. Lots of people stand for worship. Lots of people hear a message and take communion and you're all right. It's normal. It's, it's normal. You're not just one of five people. Also, they can keep a low profile, kind of blend in until they feel safe to say, okay, I think I do want to try a small group. I think I do want to try serving on a team. But before that, they're going to want to just be among us and there needs to be an us to be among. Your presence does that. Presence provides serving opportunities. Now, there's no question about this. Everyone in the world needs to serve more and take less. Every one of us in the world needs to serve more and take less. Well, when there are more kids here, we need more people to care for those kids. That was a mob of kids that just left the sanctuary. It takes a lot of folks to take care of them and show them love. More thirsty people in the lobby means we need more volunteers to keep those coffee pots full and more greeters to welcome them. Um, we've studied this here in church. All churches have people come and go. It's sad, but it's true. All churches have people come and go. But people are twice as likely to stay if they'll join a small group. And they're four times as likely to stay if they have a meaningful serving role, a way to contribute. Your presence gives folks a meaningful way to contribute that they can stick in community till they have their grace explosion and encounter with God. During the lockdown, we could run this church with three people. One to talk, one to film it, one to edit and post it. But that ain't church. That ain't church. And that, that wasn't going to hang on to everybody for very long. God bless all of you who stayed through that. I'm, I'm glad we're not doing it that way anymore. Presence demonstrates the acceptance of Christ. 
Because when you come to this building, now you are seen. Now it's seen that you are a man or you are a woman. And when you are shown respect, you say, well, the people of God respect me. Perhaps God himself loves me too. When you come to this building, it is seen that you are black, you are brown, you are white. And when you're welcome in love and loved, you see that Christ himself welcomes and loves all people. They see things that are unique and different about you, things that other people might look down upon. But you see here that Christ does not look down upon you. Um, several years ago, I had a, a guy come right down here. He was in his early 30s. And he said, I, I would just want you to really, uh, I would like you to thank your greeter team. He said, uh, I grew up in church. My grandpa was a pastor, uh, but uh, my grandpa said that if you got tattoos, you'd go to hell because you might accidentally put it on the spot where Jesus was going to write his name. And if something was already written there, then you're going to hell. And he said, and I have sleeve tattoos. That's what his grandpa taught him. So he said, I've wanted to come to church for tw- you know, 10 years, but I've never done it. But I, I just had to come today. And when I got here, your greeter stuck out their hand to shake my hand. And I was so scared because I knew when I raised my arm up, my sleeve would come back and they would see my tattoos. And they did. He said, they glanced down. They looked right back up and smiled and welcomed me and gave me the pencil in the program back when we were doing that. He said, I knew instantly it was going to be okay. Now, I'm sure the greeter did not show up that day thinking, today I'm going to let someone know who's believed for 10 years that they're going to hell, that it's all going to be okay, and that Christ wants them to come back to his church because they want to come back to his church. I'm sure the greeter did not think that's what's going to happen, but that is what happened, and that's presence. That's the power of presence. So it matters that you are here, not just for the love you are shown, but also the love that you show. So a lot of folks today watching, uh, you know, on Memorial Day, and you've done a great thing. You're just fine. You're just fine. Let me share with you one temporary thing that the live stream is for and four permanent things on why we'll always have it. We'll we'll kind of close that way. So uh, right now, the live stream is, is, its temporary benefit is that it's a a safety measure during the COVID-19 pandemic. So it's been great. It was better than nothing, especially when people couldn't get vaccinations and none of that was invented or anything yet. So that's good. That's good. Some of you still don't feel yet, uh, e- uh, still, Some of you still feel uneasy about being in church and crowd. So keep using the live stream. That's what it's for. But check yourself. If you're going to ball games and restaurants and that kind of stuff, mm, maybe time to come to church. All right. But uh, if not, if you're staying away from everything, then then keep visiting us here. That's a temporary benefit of the live stream. Permanent for the live stream, uh, purposes of the live stream, for those who are traveling and those who go away to school. So for all of you who are away from Memorial Day weekend, but you're watching right now, that's great. You need to get away. Don't be like me. I vacation too little. My wife's helping me figure out how to have some fun. And that's good. It's, it recreates you. That's what recreation is. So that's perfect. You can always do that. Those of you who are going away to school, as my daughter is going to go away to school this fall, don't cry. Um, she is, um, I encourage you while you're away at school to find a church there because it's just, you need that community and you will learn amazing things and you'll see like, oh, that's different from Lakeland and I like it. That's different from Lakeland. I don't like it. And that's all good learning. You'll bring back ideas that we can steal. That's fantastic. Um, but sometimes you just want a little slice of home and to be with the community you grew up in and now you'll have it, the live stream. Uh, those who are sick or injured, I know we've got folks right now who are not uh, well, you've been hurt, you've been out of the hospital, but not quite 
able to come back in here. So now you'll have the live stream, and that's a good thing. Um, those who are extra cautious about the weather, because Lakeland is slightly psychotic about the weather thing, right? We, we have weather like all seasons, all, all ice conditions. We almost never shut this place down. So now those of you who all these years may say, you guys are crazy. You, you got to see the hill outside my house. I'll never, I'll die if I come, try to come. Now you have the live stream, so you'll be safe. And that'll be great. We'll be here though. Um, and uh, those of you too, too nervous to come to church for the first few times. Live stream is a great, safe place to, to check this out. I, I hope that that is uh, happening this morning. I hope that you're seeing that it's not uh, super weird. Um, and I, I hope that you're seeing that it is a friendly place. Uh, I hope that God somehow is that through the power of the Spirit to let you know that his presence is here. He's with you and he's drawing you. And I hope you'll come on some future week. But inviting people to church has always been scary in our culture right now. It's even a little extra scary. Church doesn't have the greatest reputation if you've been keeping up. And, uh, and so you may invite someone to church and you may get the feeling that maybe they'd rather just get a link to the live stream the first time and visit that way. And now you have that other tool so they can see and experience a piece of what you experience. Maybe feel safe to come in person. So those are things that the live stream is for and will always be for. For everyone else, this is the family dinner. And there's an empty place at the table and it's your place. And you should be in it. More than that, you need to be at the table so that you can experience Christ in all the ways that he has for you to experience him through the presence of his gathered people. And more than that, we need you here because God has given you each a spiritual gift, sometimes more than one, to build up his church. And when you're at home, it doesn't happen. So there's a missing piece to the kingdom of God. So think that over. Matthew 18, Jesus said, For where two or three are gathered together as my followers, I am there among them. And we have way more than two or three gathered here. So um, God and his presence is among us and doing all the things he's going to do. Let us pray. Father, we thank you for the gift you have given us in the church and each other and all the, the power that you have put into presence that through the Holy Spirit, through other believers, we see you, we feel your love. Especially during times when it's hard for us to pray or hard for us to hear your voice. We thank you. We pray for all those who may be watching today for the first or second time, that they feel comfortable to come and be among us and begin a new step, a new stage of a spiritual journey to fill out everything that you have for them in their life and their soul. Pray for that most of all. In Jesus' name, amen.